All right, guys, welcome out. I've had a very long week. I'm super excited to get back into the flow of things, try to get some new routines down. Just finished moving, just finished a bunch of other stuff too. And I am tired, but I'm super excited for this episode. I am going to be relying on an article that was written by an author named Tanya Lombroso. If I'm saying that right, I hope so. And basically, this is about confusion and the role that confusion plays in learning. And so I'm going to be kind of using her, her article as a reference, then obviously working on my own, my own thoughts and experiences. So one of the things that she writes is that learners who spent a greater proportion of lessons in a state of confusion exhibited significantly greater gains in learning. So boredom, by contrast, was associated with lower gains in learning. So there's that juxtaposition between are you confused versus are you bored? Because if you're being frustrated by something, if you're being challenged by something and you don't quite understand it, that facilitates learning. If you are bored by what you're learning, probably not going to get very far. You, it's it's more difficult to stay tuned in. It's more difficult to stay interested in what you're you're being presented with. So it might not necessarily be that confusion is causing the learning, but the confusion could be an indicator that something is actually happening inside of you. So you're not just passively letting the information drift in one ear and not the other. There's actually a cognitive shift that's occurring where you're noticing that certain things are not lining up quite right. You're aware that, hey, point A and point B don't really have the connection that they should. And the connection that they do have doesn't seem to make much sense. So that feeling of what's going on here, that might actually encourage you to start processing the information that you've been given on a deeper level. So instead of just listening, now your brain is engaged in the act of working something out. You're, you're puzzling it. You're playing with it. When you wrestle with something for a little while and then you get those epiphany moments of, oh, I see, I see. That's when you've really learned something. That's when it, it clicks for you. Your brain's been forced to actually build those connections and really pull something together. Now, by the way, if you want to be smarter, you want to become more articulate. This is how you do it. You have to grapple with things that are a little bit too complicated for you to get easily. There is a point of diminishing return where, you know, you struggle with something that you're not ready for. But if it's something that's a little bit outside the realm of your current capabilities, and it, it forces you to push yourself a little bit, and you make yourself understand it to the point where you can simply explain it. You can explain it in simple terms. You can you can lay it out in a very concise and articulate way. That's how you actually learn it. Most people, you'll ask them, what do, what do they believe? What do they think about something? And they can't give you a clear answer it's because they don't understand why they believe what they believe. They just think that sounds good, which is code for that feels right. And they don't understand how to express it because they don't even understand what, what, what it is that they have um, concluded. So the more you exercise your critical thinking faculties, the stronger they get. And I've noticed lately that I've been a little bit rusty in terms of how clearly I think. And I've been I've been feeling some brain fog and it's been really tough to get my head straight. And one thing that really helped me with that is getting back into books, getting back into reading and especially things that challenge me to think differently. If you're not bringing new information and working it out so that it makes sense, your brain can start to get pretty stagnant and it doesn't take long either. The better a book is, the longer it takes me to read, not because I understand it less, but because it forces me to take those ideas and those lessons and let them kind of tumble around a little bit. If I don't make them meaningful to me on a personal level, pretty much guarantee that I'm going to forget all of it. So if I just go through a book and I just read it all real fast, 
I'm probably not going to retain very much. If there's something, a couple of things that force me to stop and go, oh, okay, I think I get that, or that doesn't quite make sense. Let me read that again. Let me let me process this a little bit. Those are the things that I remember. So one of the studies that she references in this article um, talks about how they ran an experiment that was intentionally confusing. So participants listened to a dialogue between people where those people would demonstrate inconsistencies in their speech, and they did it on purpose. So one minute they make a certain statement, and then when asked a question, a follow-up question, they would answer that question in a way that was clearly in opposition to their previous statement. So they're 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 being inconsistent on purpose here. And the act of making people stop and go, wait a second, that doesn't track, that actually helped them to do better on the exam that followed afterwards. And it was on this topic. And really what was happening there was that they weren't just blindly accepting the words as fact. They were being forced instead to think things through for themselves because they're noticing, hey, that doesn't quite add up. And I wish people would do that more when they watch the news and listen to uh, media and other forms of influencers. And what, you know, on the other hand, that same study showed that boredom, of course, like I already said, is detrimental to learning. And I think that we've all experienced frustration before by trying to learn something that's not only confusing, but also boring. It just kind of makes us tune out and stop paying attention. And that's a huge problem with kids in schools, especially boys. They get bored easily, especially sitting still for eight hours a day, listening to things that they don't find interesting or see any value in. And then we try to say that they have a mental illness for not being able to focus, you know, put them on Adderall. They have ADHD. No, you're boring them to tears. Stop. Stop telling us about what day the Revolutionary War started. Tell us a story about how brutal it was. Boys love that. I promise they'll pay attention if you make it exciting. You know, tell them how advanced math skills can help them take over the world and then let them watch the James Bond movie. You know, I bet you a 12-year-old boy will study pretty hard if he thinks that he can go to the Naval Academy and work in Intel after seeing Pierce Brosnan airdrop in North Korea and surf his way to the mainland just to blow stuff up. Maybe I should go back to the military. Anyway, I would also like to point out that most people can learn something pretty quickly and hold on to that idea for a little while, but they struggle to retain the information. And anybody who has ever crammed for a test knows that you can do it, but you won't remember much of that information, if any, in five years. You might not even remember cramming for the test. I mean, really, how much do you remember from high school, from college? If you think back, especially if it's been 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and the reason for that is if something isn't stored in long-term memory, it just disappears. It just it kind of goes away. And on the other hand, the things that we do remember well tend to be the things that we struggled with a little bit, or they had something, there was there was something that happened that made them feel significant to us, which caused our brain to store that in the long-term memory. Otherwise, it just disappears. So I remember the last paper that I wrote in college because my teacher didn't like the topic that I'd pick, and she refused to grade it objectively. We had a difference of opinion, and she made that very, uh, very well known to me. And I worked really hard to make sure that my argument was airtight and to support my position with a ton of research. And doing that was super annoying, but it definitely exposed whatever weak links were in my logic. And there wasn't any weak link in my underlying logic, but the way that I was presenting it certainly had some holes. And I ended up having a much cleaner and much more clear understanding of that issue afterwards because I wrestled with it so much. It wasn't enough to just say, here's what I think, here's some evidence. I had to really get down and explain things on a deeper level. And when you force yourself to look at an issue and, and actually connect every single piece, 
you start to realize that you have a lot of blind spots. You make a lot of leaps in judgment. You say, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. They, it makes sense that they go together. But then you start to have to question, why do they go together? Why do these things work the way they do? I get it that they make sense, but what causes that? Okay. What are some external factors that, that, that have a role in those things being true? And as you evaluate that, as you, as you exercise your critical thinking faculties, you start to understand that it's easy to make those jumps in logic. And when you start to come back, um, when you when you force yourself to really dig in and get to the bottom of things, it, it changes it, right? You understand it on a deeper level. And that can be very frustrating, especially to realize, <laughs> I don't understand this as well as I thought I did, but that's how you get better. That's how you, that's how you get smarter. That's how you learn to be more articulate. And I don't remember exactly what studies I used, but I do certainly recall a lot of the information. And again, forcing yourself to not take the easy answer, but to really get in there and examine each and every component. That will be confusing, but it is an indicator that your brain is really working. So don't get super frustrated with that. Use it as an encouragement. If you're learning, if you're struggling with learning something and it's new and it's overwhelming, it's confusing, try to shift your perspective and see that as an important first step. Fighting with it a little bit will help it sink in in the long run. And you can also work those, you know, in this process, you work the mental muscles that are involved in this, and those enable you to think critically in general. So it's about other things as well. It's not just about that one particular topic. You get better at piercing through the superficial external level that everybody seems to stay at. You get better at getting to the bottom of things and analyzing problems on a deeper level than most people do. And that is an extremely valuable and transferable skill. And it's one which most people never take the opportunity to develop. So if you have that, you set yourself apart very quickly. Everybody complains that no one thinks for themselves, but then they don't think for themselves either. They regurgitate information that they hear on the internet for charismatic speakers like me. Um, I know I know it's hard not to. It's hard to not get caught up in the appearances, but you guys should also think about what I say about what everybody says. You need to analyze this and make it your own. So the article goes on to talk about how important it is to take on challenges that make us confused. Because if we're not feeling a little bit dumb, a little bit inadequate every once in a while, then we're really not pushing ourselves enough. We're just not. And I completely agree with that. If we stay at a comfortable level where we're not really being challenged, then we get to avoid feeling those uh, th those sensations of inadequacy. And this goes back to that episode that we had a while ago. I think it was last year sometime on the difference between a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. When you associate your self-esteem with being capable and knowledgeable and having the answers, anything that challenges you and pushes you past your limits and uh, past your limits of understanding, that's going to feel like a threat to your self-worth. If you're not understanding something and that makes you feel dumb, you're never going to push yourself far enough to get out of your comfort zone in order to learn anything new. Now, the problem with this is that we really don't know that much of anything. So the solution to this issue is to retrain yourself to enjoy the learning process. When you associate the act of stumbling around in confusion as a positive thing, as a positive indicator of your character, your intelligence, you say, because I'm willing to challenge myself and feel dumb, that means that I have a strong character. That means that I'm actually more intelligent because I'm willing to take on challenges. I'm willing to be confused in order to learn more. When that is where your self-esteem comes from, you're no longer going to feel debased when you struggle to learn something. 
So instead of identifying as somebody who generally knows what's going on, you change that identity to someone, um, to that of someone who seeks constant and continuous self-improvement. So then you're no longer stuck doing the things that you're comfortable with. You are the perpetual learner who embraces the struggle and the turmoil. So confusion, in summary, it's a good thing, you know, in certain moderation. And, you know, find challenges, things that confuse you a little bit. Find problems that are a little bit beyond where you're at right now. You know, whatever that is that applies to you. If you're, you know, if you're, you want to go to school, you want to do something academic, you know, always be testing yourself, always be pushing yourself to do something new. If you're just learning for yourself, if you want to get better at your job, if you want to get better at life, if you just want to be more intelligent and you don't know where to start, just pick something, just challenge yourself, go learn one topic, go learn history, go learn psychology, go learn economics, do so, just pick something and challenge yourself, make yourself feel a little bit confused and let me know how it goes, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed, make sure that you like, subscribe, share with your friends, hit the little five-star review, leave a leave some comments on here. Best of luck to you guys. I will see you soon.